then I experience the city and I'm and then I I'm usually reminded of okay, I'm feeling kind of directionless right now, but this is where I presently am and where I'm where I currently am residing and just to be in this moment because that's pretty fantastic as it is. the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the everyday inspiration and practical tips that make international travel accessible to everyone. Okay, guys, we're continuing with our series of before and after, and we have a really good conversation for you today featuring Maddie Wolf, whom you will remember from episode 66. So if you have not listened to episode 66, you may want to pause this and go take a listen to find out Maddie's story, but I'll do a quick summary. Um, I caught up with Maddie last spring when she was planning to graduate college and move to Israel, where she had accepted a teaching position for a whole year. Um, And we chatted about what she was hoping to get out of this, what her fears were, and why she believed this was such an important move for her, which is the real kicker. And now... We are on the other side of a lot of these things, and she's been there for seven months. Um, And this conversation that we're about to have has some really powerful stuff in it. So I hope that you are moved and just inspired by this, because I definitely was. So here we go with Maddie. Maddie, welcome back to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I am so glad to have you. How is it going? It is going really, really well. Um, it's hard to answer in just a sentence or two, but I guess that's that's why we're we're dedicating an episode to this. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's overall it's it's really great, and I and I feel like I'm learning so much and experiencing so much. Um, but of course, that goes right along with how there are some really hard times as well, and um, and, and culturally difficult things. Yeah. Um, no kidding. Yeah. So that's, but I, but it's good. It's really good. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Good. So let's see. Last time we spoke, you yep. hadn't graduated college yet, but you had already yep. accepted a position teaching English at an American school in Israel, right? Yes. Yep. Correct. And wow, this was a long time ago because I remember that I was living in Argentina at the time. And actually, here's a fun story. We got to meet in person last summer. Yes, we did. That was so fun. That was so much fun. I actually really loved meeting people from the show in person. So that was a highlight for me of visiting. Yes, me too. And even talking to you now, I feel like I know you so much better than the last time we had spoken when I didn't really know you at all. I know know, it really helps, doesn't it? I mean, I suppose it does. Yeah, it it really does. I mean, that's why I try and do meetups and, um, try and interact Mm -hmm. with people on Snapchat. That's how you and I first met was on. Yeah, no, it's true. Yep. And look at what happened because you Snapchatted me the first time and (laughs) told me what you were up to. Um, now here we are. This is at least probably a year later. And we're yep. on interview yep. number two. I know it's it's was one of the highlights of my year for sure, and I and I often marvel at how it came into into being. You know, like how this ended up happening was so crazy, especially since I had been such a fan of the show for so long. But then to hear me on it 
you know, like from iTunes is just crazy, but super cool. That is great. I love being (laughs) able to do that. I mean, as you guys, you know, I really like to celebrate regular people, you know, like everyday people just traveling Mm -hmm. and making it a priority. So thank you for, for helping me, you know, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. (laughs) So let's talk about it. Yeah, um, let's talk about it. Okay, we'll pick up where we left off. I know. So I actually got a chance. I, I just listened to our last episode and um, I, I laughed a lot. I actually thought it was really funny. Um, but that was <laughs> episode 66. Um, I've already right. mentioned that. But for anybody who uh, didn't catch it the first time around, episode 66 was Maddie's introduction, um, explaining basically what you were about to do and where you had come from and kind of what led you to this decision, et cetera, et cetera. And now, okay, so let's see, when did you go? Because now we are in January. When did you go? When did you arrive in Israel? So I arrived um, this, I weirdly know the exact date, June 14th. Um, Although I didn't have to be at, um, like I didn't have my first new faculty um, event meeting until the beginning of August. And so the reason why I went so early was because, um, so the school is actually right outside of Tel Aviv. It's in a suburb of Tel Aviv, but I, um, chose to live in Tel Aviv, um, which was a recommendation from multiple people that there's more going on and everything. And, and I, so I, and I don't speak Hebrew at all. And, and while the school is the instruction is in English, um, I thought that I wanted to learn at least a little bit of Hebrew at the beginning and try to learn what I could um, since I'll be living here in Tel Aviv. And so I went that early for a Hebrew language program at Tel Aviv University. So that's what I did this summer. And it was actually so, so amazing and so um, interesting. And I learned so much and I met really great people. And that, and even though none of the people are here anymore, because it was just a summer program, I can't imagine coming in when, um, some of the rest of my, my colleagues came because I felt like I already knew the city. I felt like I knew the public transportation and I, and I had other people this summer who are in my class to kind of get acclimated at the same time. So that was really great. And I for sure, um, would recommend that to people in my situation or, or like my situation in the future for sure. Yeah. No kidding. I am sure that's helpful. Did it, did you actually learn a bit of Hebrew? I mean, how are you doing with the language? Yeah. So, (laughs) so the language is a struggle, although, um, a lot, I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of people, um, speak English, especially in Tel Aviv, or that you can you can get your your point across and stuff. Um, it's hard because the letters aren't like um, even the letters that you know English, Spanish, French um, that all of the, those languages use, and so you can't even try to deduce what a word is, you know? And so I found that it was um, it was more of a struggle with little everyday things. That when I first moved into my apartment, I went to the drugs, uh, the drugstore here to get um, uh, washing. What I'm blanking on the name: washing machine soap, laundry detergent. That's what. It <laughs> <was>. <laughs> yeah, laundry detergent. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
but I couldn't read any of the labels. And so I didn't know if I was getting bleach, if I was getting fabric <laughs> softener, if I was getting laundry detergent. I had absolutely no idea. And so I, uh, in that particular situation, I asked someone who worked there, but she didn't speak English. And so she asked someone else that it ended up being okay. My clothes have so far been been not bleached or anything. So, um, but so situations like that have been tough or like reading cans. So like what's chopped tomatoes versus a can of crushed tomatoes or whole, to- you know, things like that, where it's like, I am just going to take a chance on this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, um, I was laughing so hard because you just reminded me of, of one time that that happened to me when I was living in Italy. I think I've even mentioned this on the show before at some point, but yeah. I, it was like, our first week in Italy when I lived there the first time. So I didn't speak any Italian. And um, my friend and my roommate and I went to the little store in our neighborhood to buy the exact same thing. (laughs) We bought bought fabric softener and we had no idea, like just not even a clue. I don't know how we missed it. Like, I don't understand what we did wrong, but we didn't notice it. This is the funny part. It was a couple of months at least. I can't remember when we finally oh, really? figured it out, but we had been washing our clothes with fabric <laughs> softener for that first like few months that we were in Italy. And I mean, these are the things that happen when you don't speak the language. And I mean, where we were, yeah. no one spoke English. So that was not right. even an option for us. Like, right. I don't know about, oh you know, that was also before, before, um, before we had our cell phone, like we didn't have data. Right. Like that was in 2005, you know, way back in the day. Yeah. Facebook didn't yeah, even really, like we didn't even have Facebook yet. So, you know, we couldn't just yeah. ask Google Translate. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't funny. know why I didn't think of that, but I felt like I was too panicky in the drugstore. Like, oh my gosh, what do I do? <laughs> well, it's hard. But it is hard. Awesome. All of yeah. that is like the, uh, the adventure, the intimidation, the totally. the daily things that you have to overcome when you're being an expat, you know, when you're living yeah, outside of completely. your culture and your language. Yeah, and I, and I felt like um, that it was things like that, that when I would have moments where I would be super overwhelmed or like kind of start crying or like, like questioning um, questioning what I'm doing. Cause of course I've had those moments too. Not every day has been all rosy, but I feel like when I have had those moments, it's been, especially at the beginning, it's been the little things like that, you know, like, um, not understanding something or understanding, a, not getting a cultural difference or things like that. It was like the little aspects that I, that when I would kind of be pushed over the edge, that's what kind of would, would make me do it. I feel like. Yeah. It's really interesting that, that you're saying that because I mean, I, I mean, I told you, I just listened to our last episode and one of the things that actually there are a couple of things that we mentioned in that episode that you, it's so yeah. interesting to be on the other side of this now yeah. because oh, I know. you had expressed fears of just sort of just the unknown like you wouldn't, you yeah. didn't know exactly what they were. It's just that you knew that these things were going to happen. Um, right. and that's exactly what you were talking about were those things. Um, but the yeah. other, the other thing that just kind of caught my attention is that we had a really cool conversation about being outside of your comfort zone, which you said a lot in the last episode that that's something that you like. Uh, and mm-hmm. I would have to agree with you. 
but it's yep. not easy. And I mean, we did, uh, you know, we did say that. In fact, I think my words were, we don't travel for rainbows and butterflies. You know, we travel right. for, the, yeah, for like the personal growth side of it, you know, and it's true and it does work. It's just that it's hard. It's hard. It is really hard. Yeah. The, the ups and downs are constant. They really are. And as we're out, you know, on our own doing this huge adventure, something that's so different and so far from everything that we know, especially in a different language and a different Mm -hmm. alphabet, like everything, um, it has so much more power to affect us deeply, you know, in good, in both good and bad ways. Like, like how you just said, it's the small, the small things can cut pretty deep because they can add up. And it gets frustrating. And sometimes you just want life to be easy and it's just not. And, but at the same time, because we're risking so much, because we've sacrificed so much, the rewards are so much greater as well. So it goes both ways. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And going off of that, um, I completely agree. Yeah. Well, my dad was just visiting me here and he, um, where were we? I think we were at in um a restaurant but it was the kind that you to food and they put it on your plate for you but then there were little signs of what each dish was but it was all in hebrew and my dad all of a sudden um turns to me and he was really frustrated out of the blue and was like i don't know how you do this yeah. like he was like this i i get i'm so frustrated right now that i can't that I can't read what these, what these things are. And I, I give you so much credit and I don't know how you do it. And hearing him say that, cause I feel like you forget at times, you know, like I forget, I forget kind of the magnitude of what I'm doing, I think, or like that, that it's so, it's so doable and it's so possible. And I'm very aware that there aren't, that there aren't not all moments are going to be, are going to be easy and fun. And, um, but I think I just kind of get into a routine and especially when the routines are good and I'm, and I'm feeling really great and everything. And, and hearing him say that really, really brought me back and reminded me and was like, Whoa, you're right. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. And, and, and to go off of that, it's also made me realize how far I've come as well, which I think, um, I wish, or I want to stop and reflect on more, I think like how, um, things that were really big, um, big adjustments or big shockers or like little cultural things. Now I usually don't bat an eye at, and I, and especially having family visit over the past few months, they've mentioned things to me that have been like, oh yeah, you know, when I got here, I, that was something that I need to get used to too. Now that I think of it or things like that, that's also kind of cool to cool to see as well. Yeah. I, um, I used to try and write those things down because you can, you can only capture them in the first bit that you're somewhere, you know, in the first, in the, in the first, whatever it is, week, couple weeks, however long it takes you to just kind of get used to these things that's your only window to, to capture those things. And it's fun to look back at them yeah, later yep. and say, Oh yeah, I remember. I remember when I thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah. But and now it's second nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now that it, now it's normal. So I'm yeah. sure that I I'm hoping at least that most, the majority of your, um, your time has been positive. No. 
For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause we've just been kind of talking about how hard it is and it's, it's very much a reality, but what about the good things? Tell us about some of the good things that have happened. Like what, what, what's going on over there? Like what, what is so great? What's great about it? Yes. So I think, I hope I get to explain this in a clear way, but I think that kind of the not the the cultural difficulties that that we were just kind of talking about or the moments that that maybe are really hard and not so easy kind of on the flip side i think can also can, are also sometimes the th- the things that i love about it in the sense of like experiencing this culture that at times can be so frustrating um but also can be really cool to just experience and learn about and, um, and experiencing the good things, the really great, amazing things about, uh, Israeli cultural culture as well. Um, and so that's been something that's been really cool is just like learning so much, so much about, about this place and this culture that is so different than, than what I know. Um, and so that's also cool. Um, additionally, it's fun to meet, so many cool people. And I, and I bet you can attest to this as well. Um, is that I just feel like the people that I've met are so interesting and so cool, both people who work at the school that I work at, but also not. Um, and to hear, and in, uh, referencing the people who work at the school with me, um, it's really cool to meet all of them and I'm the youngest staff member. And so I like to hear about what, they have done so far and, and that there's a whole, also there's a whole, um, international teaching world and teach international teaching scene that these, that, um, some of my friends and coworkers have, have gone, uh, gone about in the past however many years. And so it's really cool to, to learn about that. And I, and I feel like I picture myself in that. Um, and it's cool to hear about where everyone has been and what they've learned and where, what they've loved. Um, and then I think, and I can't help but think that, uh, that someday I'm going to, I don't know when, whether that's this year or whenever, but I'm going to have to say bye to all these people. And it's the kind of, it kind of makes me sad, I guess, um, in a way, because I, they're, they're so cool and interesting. And I think we were brought together by me being in this really cool, crazy place. And I don't know if I would ever see them again, but I guess that's also one of the joys about all of this and traveling and living here in my, in my case is that I I guess I should think about how special it was that I got to connect with, with really cool, interesting people, um, both Americans and Israelis and, um, and other people from around the world. So those are some thoughts on that. I think. Yeah. Um, the meeting people is there. I have so many thoughts around that, but one of the, one of the biggest parts of travel obviously is, is coming into contact with the people that you meet on the way. But just as a little note of encouragement around that, because you will have to say goodbye. And it's one of the hardest parts of this travel lifestyle. Like it's, you can never get used to it. It's not something you can ever get used to because you create these friendships and these relationships. And that's the thing is you don't know if you're going to see these people again, you really just don't. And so when you leave a place that you've invested yourself in, you know, you've invested in 
these people in this place and it becomes part of you, you leave part of you in these places. You leave a piece of your heart with these people and with this place. And this, it's like, it, it never ends. That is never ending. And it hurts every time. But you know what? The other thing that's true about this is you never know who you're going to meet around the next corner. Because so true. That's a reminder. Yeah, you have both sides of it, you know? So while it's like for every, I mean, that this is so cliche, but it just came into my head. But you know, for every door that you close, another one opens. Yeah, no, it's the same it's true. thing with it's friendships, so though. If you, if you let it, you know? And so um, while you may have this experience, perfectly suspended in time with all of its relationships and, uh, adventures and lessons and all the things, you know, that, that you exposed yourself to, there's another one waiting for you somewhere, you know? Yeah. And that's exciting to think about. Yeah. And that's true. That is something that's true, you know? So as long as we keep pursuing it, um, and something tells me that you will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Whether that's abroad or in the States or wherever, I think that's something that I really want to, it sounds maybe kind of corny, but live out in my life. Yep. So are these people that you've met at your school, your, uh, like your fellow staff, are they also Americans at the American school or where did they come from? Yeah. So most of them are American. Yes. There are a handful of, um, or not a handful. There, there are quite a few um, Israelis, so local hires, but the majority are definitely American. Although I will say um, there were a ton of new teachers this past year, which also was really nice, um, I thought, because then I had other people to kind of uh, settle in with. But um, the first day of our new faculty orientation events, one question was um, where are you, we had to go around and say where we were coming from. So not where we're from, but where we're coming from. And only me and one other woman um, were coming from the States and everyone else was coming from somewhere abroad. And there were quite a few people. I want to say, I don't know the exact number, but I want to say like at least 12, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool to hear, to hear all about that. Yeah. So I'm sure you've been taking lots of notes about opportunities and other things that you could possibly do, paths that you could take. Yes. And, and, um, for sure. And, and kind of, and networking both in the sense of, I guess the word networking is mostly used for career. And, and I, and I mean that too, but also just using what they know as well, you know? So like, traveling somewhere that I haven't been, but, oh, this new person lived there for five years before coming here, you know, like things like that. So utilizing other people's information that they have, whether that's like something related to jobs or whether that's something related to traveling and cities um, is something that's really cool as well. And I guess that you don't have to be abroad for that to happen, but in the, to, to, you know, experience things like that. But to have that as a, as a resource. Yeah, actually, that's interesting that you just brought it up again, because that's something else that you talked about in the first episode. That's how you got your job was by networking, yes. by talking to people. Yep. And I think that's a really, it's such a good point. It's such a good resource because 
we can't possibly know what all of our opportunities are or do all the research ourselves, you know, but we all are connected to other people. And so we can leverage that, get to know them, talk to them. And, um, yeah. And everyone, um, I think, uh, for anyone who's listening, I, uh, I would say to don't be shy about this, about asking or bringing something up or bringing up a question or a request. Um, cause I felt like I sometimes found myself, um, being kind of shy about asking someone a question related to networking or, or things like that, or other schools and jobs, but everyone has been so enthusiastic. And so I've never encountered someone so far that's been like, no, I'm not going to help you out. Or that's usually I'll do what I can, or I'll, I'll talk to this person or I'll give you this name or, or things like that. At, at this point, just real quick, what time or what time, when is your, uh, contract done? Like August or May or, uh, so it's done in June when the school year ends, um, June, I think it's 15th. Weirdly. I'm weird about these dates. I like remember (laughs) I am the exact same way. And I I actually do think that it is weird, but it's okay. I'll, you know, it's all right. (laughs) I'm okay, so the same way. I can tell you what day I left for Italy 10 years ago. It's the strangest thing. I don't know if yeah, I should say that yeah. out loud actually, but, um, yeah. anyway, I was going to ask you though, um, you had mentioned for sure. You didn't think that you were going to want to go home afterwards. Um, yeah. and you also knew that while you were interested in social work, maybe in the future, that that would always yeah. still be there for you. And so now I'm curious right. if, all of this, you know, exposure to people who have lived lifestyles of teaching all over the world like this, if this is changing anything in what you might have an idea for in the coming year or where you think you might go. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of smiling as you're talking because I, I, it for sure has changed. (laughs) And so I'm glad (laughs) I get to talk about it. Um, but I think I'm trying to choose my words here. I think um, being here, I st- being here has only reinforced the 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 feelings and the thoughts that I don't want to return to the states yet. So in that aspect of what I mentioned before, last um, in the last episode that we chatted in, um, how I thought that this probably or would most likely be be what I thought, and that has definitely been been reinforced. And the social work interest um, has, has, I was going to say kind of, but not even kind of, it has been pushed aside for sure, especially after, um, after meeting my colleagues and, and living here and seeing that this international school uh, community exists. Um, I for sure don't leave yet. Um, and there, I think, I think there's been some, some talk, I am trying to (laughs) say this in the right way, um, of me getting to, um, getting to stay next year here. Um, although I also started applying to some other things abroad and, but I, that I haven't heard back yet. And so, um, it's pretty up in the air, but it all involves, not going home. Um, Nothing is certain. um, Yes. Yeah. So that's been interesting to see that I, 
that I really want to be a part of this. Um, and I love education um, and I love teaching and the ki- and meeting all the kids. And be- um, quick side note, because the school is an international school, um, the kids are from, they're not just Israeli kids. There are some Israeli children, but it's, they're from all over and they've lived all over. And so, um, it's, it's really nice to meet, meet them and be there for them. Cause sometimes, um, I know that it's hard for some of them, like moving around so much at such a young age. Um, but it's so, but yeah. So going back to what I was saying, um, I definitely want to, want to immerse myself in this international teaching world. Um, world more. So that is hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, on the horizon. Oh, I don't think you have to hope or cross your fingers <laughs> for that because you go out and you get what you want. I think we all know that by now. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just have to will that into being and it will be. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> what I love about this though, is that you, it, you were so aware that in the last, you know, when we talked last time, you were so aware that the opportunity to study social work will always be there for you. Right. And you're, totally. And totally. on the other hand, your opportunity was to go and explore the world and to teach abroad and to move to Israel, you know? And so <laughs> you decided that that would be your path. And what I love is that this other thing is just getting put on the back burner and that is okay. And what's beautiful about that is had you chosen that, you never would, you, you could have just, you could have chosen right. that. It, you know, so true. I can't even wrap so my head around that. Or you could be where you are learning that actually that might not be what you want at all. Right. Right. So true. Yeah. I, um, I think, um, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, so I'll try not to repeat myself too much, but I, I think that's something that, and I've talked about this with some of my best friends as well, um, that I, I really want more people to, uh, people my age, I mean, like recent college graduates, not, and I'm speaking to myself here too, um, not worry so much about the immediate future, because I feel like, especially at these big universities and stuff, it's all career oriented, you know, like, what do you want to do with your, with your degree? What do you want to do for a job? And I studied English literature and people would be like, what do you want to do with that? English literature? Like, okay. Um, but I feel like I, I just really want to reiterate to people that, um, that you can, it's never too late to, you know, like I could come, I could can always come back and, and study social work or do something else, but I don't think that we need to rush into, especially at, at our age or any age, I guess, rush into into decisions or worries or or work, big life or a career, yes, work. like a big <laughs> career that. decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so true. Yeah, especially so true. if you're unsure. I mean, not even that. People people think that they know. They think that they know. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's just, there's always another option. There's always another opportunity. And I just think that when we expose ourselves to something as big as traveling like this, those things become more clear to us. Right. The things that we really want. for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So here's another question for you. Um, Okay. You had expressed sort of a, not so much a fear necessarily, but a curiosity 
about being in a situation where, where you found yourself done with school for the first time ever. And that maybe that would feel kind of directionless, but liberating at the same time. And I want to know how you're doing with that. Like, how did that, how do you feel about being done with school? And so, so, um, I was always someone I'll preface. I was always someone who loved school. I was that kid in sixth grade who, you know, sat in the front row every day. Um, but I will say that I don't miss school at all. Um, I, I loved my major in college. I loved the English department at my university. Um, and in a way, in a way, I guess I haven't thought about this until, um, until I'm mentioning this right now, in a way I kind of miss having that structure, you know, because structure is easy and structure is I knew that I had my work. I knew what I had to do. I knew my classes. Um, and so on the, so even though I like being done with school and, and I like not slaving away for hours in the library, um, I will, I'm not going to lie that it's hard to, to be directionless. And there are times when I'm kind of loving it and I'm like reveling in this kind of freedom. And there are times when I'm like, wait, I feel so kind of in the dark, um, not necessarily even in a bad way, but just not having, you know, for, for so long I was in school constantly. Um, and I will say that there was a time, I think it was last, um, last month I had to go to a college campus for this one reason, um, in a little, at a small college in Tel, uh, uh, right outside of Tel Aviv. And I was walking around the small campus, um, and I was seeing kids with their bags and stuff. And I just kept thinking, I'm so glad that I'm not, that I'm not you right now. Oh, <laughs> I guess yes. cool. um, but it is hard at times. Yeah. It's uncertain, especially because also my personality, I guess, maybe that has something more to do with it. I'm, I'm pretty type A. Like I, I love making lists and I love everything organized. And I, if we're making plans, I want to know them like three days in advance and everything. <laughs> But it's a process and, and I'm learning to kind of go with it. And I think that um, that's a skill that's really important in life is to kind of not worry so much about, about all of that and just kind of go with the flow. Absolutely. And I'm fascinated that you said that because you did mention that last time and that was a fear of yours, that yeah. you are a planner and you were sort of afraid that you were going to be plunging yourself into a world of basically not planning, basically what you just described. Yeah. But I agree with you so much that there are huge, I mean, okay, there are obviously advantages to planning. That's not the point, but there are, (laughs) there are also really great benefits to, um, going with the flow, like what you just said. Um, and so how, how are you doing with that? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm doing Good. Well, I think, um, I think that it's something that I've learned over the past, uh, seven months that I've been here and that I've gotten better at it. I think that it's helpful to not be alone in that aspect. So like I have friends back home who are, um, one of my best, two of my best friends are, are both kind of going through a similar thing. They're, they're both in the States, but they're both kind of feeling directionless. And, and so it helps to, to have them feeling this way as well, even though they're not abroad with me. Um, and also I'm really close with my family. So they're, they're really great. Um, 
And, and to, um, sometimes when I do need, need grounding or need to remind myself, um, that it's okay to be kind of directionless and that it's okay to be right exactly where I am is to get outside. So to go out and, um, and go to places I love in Tel Aviv or just go for a walk or like I live right on the beach. And so it's like, or go to the beach or, you know, things like that. Then I experience the city and I'm, and then I, I'm usually reminded of, okay, I'm feeling kind of directionless right now, but this is where I presently am and where I'm, where I currently am residing. And just to be in this moment, cause that's pretty fantastic as it is. Oh, I love that so much. You just turned a problem into gratitude just like that. Yeah. And I love yeah. that it's, but it's so important and I can relate because what I do that too. You know, if I'm, if I'm feeling frustrated or I can't concentrate, or maybe I'm just sitting here staring at my computer and actually not getting any work done at all, I will go outside. And there's some, and it's because I love, like, I need sunshine. I need fresh air. I need to be reminded of where I am. And then I need to tell myself things that are true, you know, like, okay, I am living in my own apartment in fill in the blank, you know, right now it's Mexico. Um, I work from home. I get to travel all over the world. I eat whatever I want to. I wake up whenever I want to. Like there are so many things about being directionless, I suppose, that you can find yourself in and be grateful for right in the moment, you know, wherever you are. And I love that as a tool, as a tool to grounding yourself and reminding yourself that, yeah, you are where you should be, you know, and you got yourself there. And so there's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, I completely agree. I, I also, um, will mention, I, I thought of this when you were, when you were talking that, um, sometimes if I, if I just really need something familiar, if I really just need, or if I got outside and it's still not kind of working, um, it helps for me to have, um, routines in the sense of things that I know I like to do. So like my family, I'm just kind of weird admitting this, admitting this to everyone who's listening. My family is weirdly obsessed with popcorn. Like we eat so much popcorn. And, um, so sometimes if I'm feeling not even necessarily homesick, but kind of like directionless and stuff, I'll, I'll, you know, like light a candle and make myself some popcorn and watch Netflix or read or draw or something like calming, but that I enjoy. And that's something that I could be doing anywhere, you know, like I could be watching pop, uh, Netflix and eating popcorn back at home, you know, but I'm not, I'm here. And so that also sometimes helps me, helps me think of, think of this place as my, as my present home, as my current home, um, and establishing kind of routines and, and actions like that. But it could be anything for me. That's what it is, but it could be anything for, for you. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. That's it's super important because we have to make sure we feel at home when our home changes, you know, it, right. it is really important to make ourselves feel comfortable. This is where I'm comfortable. This is where I am me, you know? And so if you, if you get away from that, coming back to it is super important. I love to go running when that happens to me running. Okay. And it's something I can do just about anywhere. Um, as yeah. long as I'm not like in an unsafe neighborhood at night or whatever, basically, you know, but it's right. really something I can do almost yeah. anywhere. It's very, very centering for me. Um, it always brings me back to 
me. And like, it's easy to feel gratitude when I'm running. It's just something that happens to me. So, and yoga too, you can do yoga wherever. Um, yeah, those are two things that I use, but yeah, absolutely. I love that you brought that up. There are a lot of things that we can do. I mean, sometimes I've been known to go out and buy some beer and the closest thing to chocolate ice cream that I can find and watch Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones for Uh, hours. If that's what I need to do, that's what I'll do. You know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yep. Yep. But I think knowing what those things are is really important as we're, you know, out on our own. It really is because sometimes that's our, we're the only person who can kind of be there for us in times like that. Um, you know, our families and friends are far away. And so Yes. And the time differences sometimes are hard. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you brought that up. And actually, yeah, um, I'm glad. And, and you mentioned something about, you just mentioned, I think it was, um, sometimes we're the only ones who are there for us. And that's another thing that maybe I'll briefly touch on is I felt like I was a pretty independent person to begin with, but since coming here, I just like, this is going to, I hope this, I don't mean this in a self-centered way, but I've realized just how much I love myself, you know, like how much I love spending time with myself. And I don't necessarily, and I mean on my own, but I also don't even necessarily mean in terms of that, that I, I really enjoy my own company. And I think that that, and I've, and it's been a process, you know, like I've, I've kind of grown into that. And I feel like, of course, I'm, I'm like, I'm constantly changing and growing, but, um, but that aside, that that's something that I've, I for sure have, have thought about here. And it's been on my mind is, is that, and I think maybe you can agree. I'm guessing. (laughs) I'm taking a stab in the dark. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're preaching to the choir right now. But I think one of the coolest things about this is that this is something that we hear people talk about. And I'm going to go ahead and say, we hear a lot of women talk about this specifically, learning to love yourself. um, And you hear it so much that it's almost something you, you, you don't fully take to heart. Yes, exactly. But when the time comes that you go through the thing that makes you learn it yourself, it is powerful. Totally. Yep. And I have, that's been happening for me. Yeah. It's insane because I mean, I, (laughs) it's almost something like you don't even realize that you didn't have it before and you have it now. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Also when, um, even something as little as when people have visited me, I think is I've, and I live on my own here, like with my, in my own apartment. So even having visitors, not it's wonderful and it's so nice to see everyone and everything, but it, it just has reminded me of how how I like, you know, spending time with myself and living on my own and doing things with 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 myself, I guess. <laughs> it's so but. important though, because most of the time we are alone. You know, when we're yeah. out here yep. living on our own, we are alone. Oh. And so if we didn't I mean, and that's hard. It's well Okay. And I've been through, I don't know when you kind of went through this realization, but I definitely went through this in the last year was like, I was like fighting against myself, like learning how to do this. And now I'm in a place where I'm on the other side of it and it's crazy. It's really cool. Um, it's very, 
very important. We have to get there if we're going to live this lifestyle, you know, because it's very solitary. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, one of the things that you said last time was that you wanted to get to know yourself better and that you wanted to be your own best friend, um, like that quote that you talked oh. about. Uh, yes. And yep. so I, you forgot about that. I love that you mentioned all this though, because you, <laughs> you've obviously yeah, gotten I, there, like you're doing that. And this is what it's yeah. taking for you to get there, but you're doing it. This is what it's taking for me to get there too. And I love that you're doing this like so young, you know, I mean, I, I yeah. know I'm still yeah. young too. I know I am, yeah. but still, yep. Yep. still, it's yeah. just, no one should yeah. wait to, to discover themselves. No one should wait ever to be able to completely, completely be that person for themselves. And I think that it's almost something that's thrown around so much that people don't really get what it is. Right. Yeah. I I completely agree with that statement. Yeah. Cheers to that. Yay. Oh, that's really cool. Loving it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like smiling to myself in my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Hey, we're across the world hanging out, smiling. Thank you, technology. (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) And thank you to travel. I feel so grateful to have, you know, been able to experience these things and and to to be where I am and to have accomplished what I have. And, you know, we have to pat ourselves on the back for these things because we are the ones going out and doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I sometimes give myself enough credit. Um, and I think that I should (laughs) give myself more credit for what I'm doing and stuff, but yeah, it's nice to connect with, um, you know, with, with people like you who know, uh, who know what I'm, what I'm talking about and what we discussed, how you understand that as well. That's really neat. I think Mm -hmm. it is. I agree. Well, wow. Um, I'm starting to think that we are going to have to have a part three. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. (laughs) Because I mean, you're really only like halfway through. Yeah, that's true. We need to figure, everyone needs to hear how the year went. (laughs) Absolutely. I know. And where you're going next. It's like the, the, the Maddie mini series. We're doing yeah, it. I love it. I hope that everyone loves it as much as I love being here. I know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, we can go ahead. Is there anything else you want to add at this point? I don't think so. I think that we've, that we've really covered all of it. I'm really happy to be here and to be, and to be talking about this with everyone. And I hope that I can um, touch some hearts out there. So... I think you yeah, have. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been great. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Your story is super inspiring um, and you are super inspiring. So thank you thank so you. much. And I really look forward to our next chat. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Jackie. It's so cool to watch the transformation of a person who marches right outside of their comfort zone to discover what is there waiting for them. And it is especially cool to do it yourself. We've seen it now with both the Bensons from the last episode and with Maddie. And there will be more coming very soon in the future. And I think we'll definitely have to catch up with Maddie again to continue to watch where this adventure takes her. And to hopefully inspire some of you guys out there to figure out what your own adventure is. 
And on that note, um, today I want to ask you guys one favor, and that is if you know someone who would enjoy listening to this podcast, perhaps this episode in particular, especially a college student, will you please tell them about it? Will you share it with them? Because maybe they need to hear a conversation like this or see one of their peers like Maddie doing something like this. So if you know anyone who might feel inspired by this, please share it with them. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 77. And I'll see you in the next episode. 